How much can the Seminoles capitalize with the big game this weekend on the recruiting trail? You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked on Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith. Thank you for making this your first listen each and every day on the Locked on Network, where you're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Network, your team every day. Today's podcast is going to talk about recruiting, but we're going to mix in the Clemson game with Florida State and how big that is, because if you go on the road and knock off a rival, that creates buzz. In today's society, and I've talked about this quite a bit, recruiting has changed a lot. Used to be if you had a good season, the next class after the one you were currently building on would see the benefits. Now, it's almost like it's a weekly deal, up and down. If the Knolls go in to Death Valley, this has a chance to be a windfall. And today I'm going to concentrate on the receivers because I think that Wilson and Coleman are the key to the game against Clemson. I'll talk a little bit about that. The history of Florida State wide receivers, obviously it's tremendous. And then we'll go into some of the key players that the Knowles are probably going to focus on and some of which they already have. And then finally, finding that dude. They added Johnny Wilson and they added Coleman and they've added other good recruits. They have good recruits in the current class, but going on down the line, class of 25, 26, those are the things that we're going to discuss on this podcast. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com forward slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode, like I said, this is a big deal to me. This is why I follow college football so much. It's not that you're winning now. It's how do you win long term? Recruiting. I've said it 100 million times on this podcast. 80% of your success is recruiting. Like it, dislike it, whatever it is. And let me be clear, when I say recruiting, that also includes the portal now. Ask none other than Mike Norvell, because he's, in my opinion, is the most successful transfer portal recruiter in the country. So what does Florida State have to do to beat Clemson? I'm going to get my, my prediction. I usually do a prediction Friday kind of deal. We're mixing it up a little bit this week. I've got Clemson winning or excuse me, I've got Florida State winning 35 to 24 over Clemson. I'm just going to throw that out right out the gate, right out the gate. Here's why. I don't think they're going to be able to handle Florida State consistently with the deep ball. Jaheim Bell, I think, will be a part of that. And I think the screen game will be good. But there's going to be two or three plays where Florida State's quote unquote big play receivers, big play Johnny. I mean, he averages 20 yards a catch. It's insane. And then you got Keon, who's able to get over the top as well. Those plays are also going to be culminated in red zone opportunities, 50-50 balls. Florida State has an advantage with size. It's not, a, it's not debatable. You got a 6'4 and a 6'7 guy. There are no corners as big as those two, and even safeties generally are not those kinds of size, especially Johnny. That's a whole other animal. Can Florida State benefit from that on the recruiting trail? You darn, darn well right. When I was growing up watching Florida State and several teams win, one of the trends that I noticed before I even got in the industry, and I'm, I'm just watching games and I'm just reading as much as I can about recruiting. 
the kids loved hearing about the fast break offense that Florida State operated. And then there were other teams that started doing similar things, et cetera. Obviously, Spurrier had something a little bit different, but it was still an up-tempo. And it got them recruits, not only receivers, but people just kind of like to be around it. When you have big plays, week to week, game to game, Sports Center covers it. CBS covers it. These are the lead-ins you see on your nightly news. People want to see the wow, the bam, just like that. All the little things that go into football are neat, but the truly electric plays that go for 50, 60, 70 yards, name a team since the early 80s that's had more of that than the Knowles. Florida State would be pretty hard to beat, and I, I would put them conservatively in the top three. That is what has helped make Florida State's offense so, so recognized for a very long time. And now they're still paying the, the gods for the, the greatness that they've had, apparently, because, I mean, Coleman comes, Wilson comes, and there are guys that still haven't been unleashed yet. Destin and a few other guys I have a feeling are going to be impactful in this Clemson game too. But those guys are going to be the reason that some of the kids I'm going to talk about in segment two are going to look at Florida State a little differently. Not that Florida State's not already recruiting 25 and 26 kids good. They've already got a great wide receiver class for 24. I'm not even going to go into that. Florida State is, did very well. I've talked about that class quite a bit. But this game sets you up for the future. You can never have enough good recruiting. And wide receiver position is now, to a certain degree, one of those special spots. I talk about quarterback, D-line, and corner all the time. Those are the three traditional, to a certain degree, a special offensive tackle. Absolutely. And you need balance on the O-line more than anything. But if you get a special player on the perimeter, it could be a slot as well, but generally a bigger bodied guy, it completely changes the dynamic of the game. Let me give you an example. One of my all-time favorite college football players to watch, and then a guy in the pros, was Anquan Bolden. Kid had played at Pahokee, recruited nationally, every school in the country offered him. Every school. Played quarterback in high school for the Blue Devils. Goes to Florida State, and they had they had no problems at quarterback at the time. I'll just leave it at that. The depth chart was there, but they were like, we got to get this guy on the field. I remember talking to somebody in Florida State's back office, and I'm like, I see Anquan played. And I'm like, yeah, we, we just tried him out one day at practice, and he liked it, and the rest of history, he's, he's a receiver. Well, the offense was explosive. It goes back to what I was talking about a few minutes ago. If it's a lot of fun, you could move guys there that are just great athletes. And to be clear, Anquan could have ended up at quarterback, running back, receiver, or safety, and he'd have been fine. Obviously, he had a tremendous, not only FSU career, but pro career as well. So congrats to him on both. But these are the kinds of things that Florida State can now do. You can recruit guys that can play on either side of the ball. Here, here's another example. DJ Pickett, a kid I know very, very well. Class of 2025, national top 10 kid, period. He's a kid that can play about four or five positions. Maybe he comes to Florida State and he just, because of the offense that they're running out, maybe he would want to play receiver instead of DB. Most project him at DB, but not many people thought Anquan Bolden was going to play receiver either. The point is still the same. If you run an offense that is very attractive, you're going to get more recruits to come. You'll figure it out later. That's bottom line. Bottom line, the second segment I, I mentioned a minute ago that I'm going to talk about the kids, some of them at least, in the state of Florida that they're recruiting at receivers, some kids they're going to look at, et cetera. 
This is going to be a game that is going to help all the way through their recruitment because Florida State's going to throw it around. You have to attack Clemson vertically. You have to attack some of their younger corners. They got talent, but I, I, Florida State has a clear advantage, and that's why I picked them to win by 11. Originally, I had it 35-31, and I'm like, I just think that Florida State secondary is going to make more plays than Clemson's. That's just my gut. They've done pretty well this year in key moments against LSU, and I know they had letdowns last week, but that's also motivation. That'll also help with this. But then Florida State's going to be able to turn sudden change into points. So think about that before we go into segment two. Sudden change, Florida State going up top, running a trick play, maybe an RPO. Keon, Johnny, and the other players are going to get their chances. And don't forget about Jaheim Bell to get big yardage down the field. Football has always been that way. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna change today. All right. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Navigating the site and creating an account is pretty easy. I've been on it numerous times. I have an account myself. It's easy to set up. You can structure it the way that you want to for your business, whether you're looking for interns, accountants, salespeople, whatever it may be, there's a way for you to set it up on LinkedIn and they can help you do it as well. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. That is a website I've been going to for a very long time. And there's another website I go to quite a bit as well. And a friend of mine does even more than me. And that's DoorDash. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door. With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stock up for faster for the week of the order or last minute cravings and conveniently. The thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order from DoorDash. You'll get exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy your quality groceries just like you pick them up yourself at the grocery store. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Limited time offer. Terms apply. All right, let's talk segment two. This is the fun stuff that I get to do. I have a list of kids, a handful. I've got about three times as many, but I want to focus on some kids that I think are most important, at least short-term, from the class of 25 that I think Florida State is already in on. Some they're getting started on and or the process of getting kids on campus is underway, et cetera. There's a few different subpoints to this, but these are the kids that are going to be playmakers in college. I'm not saying they're going to be Anquan Bolden, but these are the kids Florida State's, Alabama's, et cetera, are focusing on. Pretty good sign. And I've seen these kids live for the most part. They're, Maybe one kid on this list I haven't seen live. But anyway, 
The point is this. Big-time players in Florida. The class of 25 is freaking loaded all across the country. But in the Sunshine State, it is on another level. It just goes in cycles like that. 24 cycles pretty good, but 25 is truly elite. Receiver is at the top of the board with that. So I'm just going to kind of go down the list. Here's a couple of quick notes. The first thing I'm getting ready to say, this is my own conjecture, but I'm sure you're going to understand why. The number one receiver in the country is from Jacksonville, in my opinion, and that is Jamie French. He committed to Alabama a little while back. Florida State is one of the schools that he was looking at. I would be surprised if they're not going to stay in the mix all the way through. Obviously, he's a Jacksonville kid. He's a couple hours away. And it doesn't look like Alabama's quarterback room is all that good. I'm not going to just completely throw everybody under the bus, but reality is reality. They just barely beat the University of South Florida. That's not good if you're Alabama. So that is going to be a kid you're going to hear a lot about. Big time, big time route runner, very twitchy, tremendous hands, tremendously gifted with the hand-eye coordination, makes awkward catches, look natural. He's a kid I've known since he was 14. When I first saw him, um, it was like, okay, this kid's playing 15 UI, and they're like, well, he's 14. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, and he was dominating. So we all knew about Jamie a few years ago. He plays for Birch Sports. It's one of the best there is in, in the seven on in the deep south. And he's he's been trained well. He knows the deal. He, he picked Alabama, but I'm going to tell you right now, that's that's an interesting one moving forward. National top 25 prospect, in my opinion, and the vast majority of people agree. He looked tremendous at Future 50 at IMG Academy this past summer. I had him as my MVP overall. We're talking top 10 kind of kid. Watch out for him. I'm sure Florida State and everybody, to be honest, is going to come after him based on how poorly Alabama's passing game is. This is a big-time receiver. Dallas Wilson, <laughs> this was the second kid, <clears throat> ironically, I would have picked if it wasn't for French. Dallas is a different kind of receiver. He's a big-bodied kid, give or take 200 pounds, 195, 6'3". He's starting to fill out. He plays at Tampa Bay Tech. Um, oh, by the way, French is at Mandarin High School in Jacksonville. But Wilson had multiple touchdowns, and he's just the traditional boundary, big, powerful kid, but runs pretty good routes for a young guy. I mean, he's still got a ways to go. This is a kid that every school in the country is recruiting. He committed early to Oregon. He's one of those kids that just kind of fell in love with the uniforms and all that. A lot of Florida kids love Oregon for whatever reason. But his commitment is not one that's not going to come with him taking a ton of visits. I will be absolutely floored if he's not on Florida State's campus at some point this fall and or in the spring, probably both. Again, he's at Tampa Bay Tech. This is a 6'3", 200-pound kid that can come in and play at a major program very early. He's a guy that can go against anybody that you can imagine and have a chance at a one-on-one -on -one win. He's especially adept in the end zone with 50-50 balls or scraping along the back in line and keeping his feet in. Even though he's a big kid, Dallas is also somebody that has the ability to make plays in a very small and limited space because his footwork is good. Great sign for his future as well. I know that Florida State is one of the schools that's been after him hard. But again, just like with Jamie French, so is about everybody else. Also of, nor of note, this is one that I haven't seen live yet, and I would love to because he's one of those kids that kind of reminds me of like a Snoop Menace 
can be twitchy in space, and he can flat out go. Plays at Homestead High School just south of Miami, and that's Cortez Mills. The dude can fly. When you have speed like that, you can play multiple spots, and you can change the game. Florida State and everybody else, again, all these kids Florida State are after. These are schools coming after these kids are all big time. Okay, these are all big time prospects, just to make this a little easier. But he's the kid I think could play flanker or he could play in the slot and make an impact. The Knowles need more speed, just like everybody else in every class. That's always a goal. It's kind of a roundabout thing. He's a guy that I'm not sure where he's leaning because I haven't talked to him yet. I haven't, I haven't met him, but I am completely intrigued. I watched about three clips of his film from his sophomore year and I was intrigued. I've watched a little since then. There aren't many guys that are going to stick with him, especially when they don't punt it to him. Don't be that guy. Uh, kickoffs, et cetera, at high school level. He, he can be electric. But if you don't get hands on Cortez near the line of scrimmage, the show can begin. He's also somebody that can stack you and get over the top because not many people are going to run him down. Very, very talented young man. Nashon Montgomery, Cardinal Newman High School just outside Palm Beach. That is a really long, lanky kid. Actually, a move-in. Uh, met him by accident with well, Wayne McCoy. That's one of his buddies, the Florida State commit in the 24 class. He's from Rhode Island, I believe it is. It's Rhode Island or Delaware. I can't remember which. Moved down, and he was at Future 50, but he's just a long, gangly kid that kind of an EJ Green type of body type, athletic, very astute, understands route running. He's not as fast as like Cortez, but he can go, and he's just learning his craft. Very high upside. I like him. Florida State and everybody's on him as well. That's a kid that if you if you blow it up this weekend, if you have a guy like Coleman going off, that's somebody you're going to catch his attention. Also, Samari Reed, he's a monarch. They've got Jabari Brady as well, a 26 kid that everybody's after at receiver. It's it's incredible in South Florida. Monarch is in Broward County. It's right on the edge of Fort Lauderdale, Coconut Creek area, and great great kid. Six two, got some size to him. Could be a boundary, could be a flanker. Another young man that Florida State and everybody wants. A kid that, again, kind of an E.J. Green type of player. I'll take all those I can get. Good hands, good route runner, protects away from the DB with his body. That's a player to watch out for. We also have Kamari Williams, and there's a couple kids at this school. Palm Beach Central up in Palm Beach County. Kamari is a kid that I actually saw at Chaminade Madonna. He could really go. Athletic and long. He just recently transferred to Central. Uh, Miami and Florida State are two of the schools that are really, really on him. Uh, There's been rumors about him committing to Miami, but I wouldn't put a lot of stock in that to begin with. But at the same time, Florida State does something this weekend, that can change. Let's talk about Kobe Howard. He was originally at Catholic High School in Pensacola. I met him when he was a freshman. Knew he was a dude. He could flat out fly. He will run by you. Big-time athlete, could play flanker, could play slot, extremely motivated to play the game of football and to be an NFL player. Not many guys kind of have his mindset. Reminds me a little bit of Jeremiah Smith in that regard. Can really play. I'm curious to see what he's going to do. I I have no idea where he's going to go, and I know him. I chat with him once in a while. But that is a kid that Florida State has to get on campus as many times as possible. He's a North Florida kid, even though he moved down to South Florida. He's familiar with FSU. Jade Card, he's at Norland. This kid is yoked up, 195 pounds, no body fat. I uh, know him pretty well. Saw him play earlier this year at Lakeland when Norland came up north. 
that is a kid when he walks on the field, you don't need, you don't need a roster. You know who Jade is. Uh, he's got all the schools, all, all three in-state schools are all over it. Uh, early on, I was told Florida State, Miami, he had Florida gloves on the other day. He changes the gloves all the time. One of the coaches told me that. That's not surprising. Go wherever he wants. Very, very good football player, can run routes. Great blocker already, good teammate. That's the kind of kid you want in your program. Let's also talk about one kid that I had a chance to see last year and didn't know much about him, and he caught my attention when I was at a practice. And he's also committed in the Knowles, D.L. Hardison. He's from O'Galley in Melbourne. He's a slot. He's a pure slot, very elusive. This is the kind of kid, like Snoop Menace, use his example again, that you want on your program for the roster because he can help you in a lot of ways. Punt returns, kickoff returns, screens, bombs, overs, whatever. He is a nightmare if you do not get your hands on him. A little bit like Cortez Mills, but not quite as tall. Very difficult. I was told before he committed to Florida State that was where he's going to go. He's always been a Florida State fan, and shortly thereafter, he did commit to the Knowles. Before I go into segment three, all these kids are big-time players at the high school level. We're going to be talking a little bit about just in the second, the last segment for about five minutes about finding that elite guy and how that changes your program. That's very important. Also of note, just, just to get it out there, College Football Live, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Friday on the Locked On Seminoles channel and any other YouTube for that matter. You can check it out. It's all the stuff that you want to know about for the Florida State Clemson game, for any game across the country, injuries, updates, coaching situations, all of it. Make sure you check it out. It will be downloaded on Lockdown Seminoles as well. Again, though, it's 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on each Friday live. It is a live show, so you can check it out. All the guys from across the network, all the gals too, we're going to be right here. So you can check that out. We do have one more segment to go. And before we get to that, I have one more thing. I got FanDuel. This is America's number one Sportsbook. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. It's easy to get navigate, and you can bet on everything from spreads, props, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We are to one of the, the fun points of recruiting, the, the culmination. That's what this third segment is about. We're going to just talk for about five minutes about the difference between having a guy and not. And what I mean by a guy is when your team comes out on offense, does the other squad literally, okay, he's over there. So we got to, do you have somebody that changes how they operate? That is a checkbox. Florida state generally does right now. They got a couple, but when you don't think about Florida state teams that struggled, even for a couple of games, because maybe a player was out, maybe a player was playing, but, he wasn't himself. He was 75% nursing a hamstring, coming back from an ankle sprain, hurt his elbow, whatever. It changes play calls, the scoreboard, and who wins. Florida State needs as many big play wide receivers as they can possibly muster. 
That's why I went through all those receivers right there. And by the way, that was just the beginning list. Believe me, there are kids in North Florida, Jacksonville, Orlando, et cetera. I've just barely scratched the surface with that list that I just started. I just don't have enough time on a podcast like this to go through everybody, just to be clear. But I wanted to use a couple guys as examples that you'll be familiar with and how I think they changed the game for Florida State and how the Knowles can kind of use that same blueprint headed forward in 24, 5, 6, 7 as they continue to recruit. Here we go. Number one, Anquan Bolda is my favorite Florida State receiver ever because of two reasons. The first one is pretty simple, just reliable. And I'm not talking about catching the ball. It could be a reverse. It could be blocking. He was a really good blocker in the NFL. He was renowned for that. And you're just doing his job. When you're consistent and you're a high-level player in terms of making the 50-50 ball, et cetera, your teammates respect you, practice goes better, coaches like you, it shows good on the program. That's why Anquan was in the NFL for a long time. Yeah, he could run. Yeah, he was strong. Yeah, he had great hands. Effort, determination, and being a teammate. Those are things that get you over the top to the truly elite level. And that's not just talking about the National Football League and trying to get a gold jacket and all that, which is great. It's about winning football games first. You got to get to one point before you can get to the final resting point. So I think Anquan Bolden kind of represents what college football should be from an effort standpoint. And the Knowles obviously benefited from him coming to Tallahassee. Another guy is is the easy one to pick. It's not going to surprise you. Peter Warwick. When he came out of Bradenton Southeast, he was a national recruit, national top 25 kid. He picked Florida State. And he could have done about anything he wanted position-wise. He focused on receiver after being an option quarterback in high school. But teams had to adjust to him. In that 99 title game, he returned a punt that kind of helped Florida State seal the deal. They'd lost momentum in the game at one point. If he doesn't score that, they might have screwed it up and not won. You never know. Sometimes a single player has to kind of carry you. Virginia Tech was good too, but Florida State was way better. That's why you need special players. The kids that I talked about in segment two, I'm not saying any of them are Anquan Bolden or Peter Warwick or even EJ Green, but you have to take as many of those and have as many opportunities as possible to find one. You don't know who's going to put in the work until they're on your campus. That's the crazy part about recruiting. You're dealing with kids that primarily aren't even 18 years old yet. Before they hit your campus, they might turn it, but it's they're young. Their maturity and everything takes things different directions. That's why you must sign as many as possible. Allow the chips to fall where they may. The kids that do right by the coaches, the university, et cetera, those are the programs that those are the teams that are going to win big. I mean, it's just part of it's luck. I'll give you that. But you got to have the right blend with the coaching staff, the administration, and strength and conditioning and all that too. It's very unique. It's incredibly fun to follow, especially behind the scenes for me. And I just want people to understand that this is not something that happens overnight just because the kid's rated a five-star. There are a lot of things that go into it behind the scenes with family life, with the ability to go out and train, to get a trainer in the off-season, to do all the little things as they grow up before they even get to college. And then when they do, they obviously have access to the strength and conditioning program forever. But how much do they utilize it? Finding that guy that ends up being a Keon Coleman and Anquan Bolden will keep Florida State in the top 10 and a lot of times in the top five because teams have to say, where's that guy at? 
That means we can't cover him one-on-one most of the time, if ever. So that's something to think about. Again, just want to reiterate before I wrap this podcast up, and please like, subscribe, and give me a thumbs up. Florida State, 35-24 is my prediction, and the game I think is going to be really good, but the Knowles will make a little run in the second half, late third, early forward, to seal the deal. So everybody have a great day. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you soon.